I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Welcome to the Creep Dive. Well, hello. Main episode. Hi That'll guys. come out tomorrow. Our hive is full of very local creeps due for you on Thursday. Full of libel. Buckle in for that one. But for today, I'm going to tell you a bit about Australia and animals. Okay. What have you guys got lined up for us today? This I'm going to give you day? my glitches in the Matrix. Yes. I love them, I just do. I absolutely adore a glitch in the Matrix. If we have time, I have a mummy who lost his head. Ah, lovely. We Of course we'll have time for that. We'll make time. Do we have a little local creep of the week for today? Something tasty, tasty? A little bit of a nugget, perhaps. What about a woman living in Wexford accused of faking her death? Absolutely. Uh, yes. <laughs> so relatable. I know. Oh God, Amy McCauley. She... She is us. How is she? Um, she's not dead. Facing seven charges. Holy fuck! Yeah. So Amy lives in Wexford, and she um, has been accused of living under a new name following a complex investigation. She's a very young death faker. Interesting. Uh, Thirty-three. Very young. As yeah. I said, seven charges. What has she been up to? You can fit a lot in in 33 years. Well, it's claimed that she registered her death date as 26th of December 2022. Oh. I think giving yourself a death date of Stevens's day 
is kind of lovely. It's poignant. It is. And it's good because it everyone's busy during that time, so no one's looking too heavily. Yeah, right. yeah. She did also obtain death certificates in different versions of her name. Okay. Um, Do we know her cause of death? Fake. She, uh, the what the cause of death was on the. That's a good question, and I don't know because she used it. Sorry, she registered it using a falsified medical certificate from a doctor <laughs> with the name her name's Amy McCauley uh oh she called the doctor Amy McAuley and <laughs> very very close. similar oh. a little bit similar and um so yeah it's like it was reported that um she's had a few other bits and bobs names she's apparently stolen um, a lot of mobile phones. Ooh. Um, and she used a fake. Um, it's weird because she used a fake medical report from the Rotunda, which is a maternity hospital. Okay. Um, first mistake. She's um, yeah, she's. As we know, been arrested and been brought in front of a judge and basically um, she did an old uh, uh, I'm her sister. Oh, yes. About herself, the dead self. We've had this before. So it's kind of clever. So she basically got declared dead under an Irish version of her name and then has been living in Wexford. And I mean, honestly... It's convoluted just trying to read about. So to be at the centre of that web of lies and stolen mobile phones and bogus panda receipts and death certificates, I am just impressed. Do you think it was the pressure of having stole the amount of phones? She thought, no, no, I'll just have to kill myself off. I must die. I cannot say, except that I do think faking your own death in Ireland is a particularly baller move because it's a small old place. It's a very small place. If you're going to fake your death in Ireland, you must leave the country. It's you simply the must. only option. There's few places you can go. I wouldn't recommend Toronto, full of Irish. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say, say Melbourne, Perth, avoid. Avoid full of Irish. Avoid Australia altogether. Um, America. The Americas or. Um, Towards Eastern Europe. Nobody would ask you anything on the Aran Islands. They wouldn't. And you know now, actually, that grant that you get to go live on the islands yeah. has increased to €85,000. Guys. that's something? Will we just... Do it all on the island. And part of this whole new plan is the, is the Wi-Fi. Great Wi-Fi. I was up in Donegal last week, and I have to say, the Wi-Fi was great. Shout out. Let's just all get a couple of tiny homes... Put them in a circle. We can face each other. Have a fire pit in the middle. That sounds ideal, frankly. Happy days. Jesus. I'll help raise Amazing. your kids. We do the wildlife. So we'd have the chickens. We'd chickens. have the sheep. We have a little veg patch. We'd have the llamas, obviously. The llamas. They keep. They're very fun. The veg patch. Ah, oh, that actually would. Be, who'd be the teacher amongst us? I'll. I'll take a stab at Kathy, it. Yeah. obviously. <laughs> She'd be a fabulous teacher. Um, she has big moon tour energy. Massive oh, take moon tour energy. energy. Yeah. yeah. I'm tall. <laughs> um, You'd be bigger than the kids, all right. Did we talk about the virgin crocodile? 
Yes. Uh, did we? Yeah, we did. the Virgin oh, Crocodile. Thank God. It's only okay. a matter of time. Parthogenesis. This is the ultimate of, this is how our whole plan comes to fruition. As we just become pregnant with clones of ourselves. Yeah. And that is how the female earth begins and to how take the creep a creep dive goes on yeah. and on uh, and on. And the three podcast hosts become four <laughs> and five and six. Same names. Here we go again. I love it. Um, here's a fun story. Um, Pink, the singer, stunned after fan throws mother's ashes on stage. I saw that. Did you? What the fuck is this about? Yeah. Pink was left stunned after a fan threw her mother's ashes on stage while she performed in London. Um, fans had previously thrown gifts on the stage for her, but the latest item sparked a different reaction. In a video from the gig, the 43-year-old is seen hesitantly picking up the bag of human remains. Pink proceeds to ask the fan, is this your mum? She continues, I don't know how to feel about this. The pop star then places the bag back down on stage and continues continues to finish her song. Madness. Um, yeah. It, we'd put you in an awkward spot there, wouldn't it? It, it, it's, it would. not, it's a non-traditional item to throw on stage. We were only outside there, Soaps, and uh, some traditional stage item fell out of the bottom of my jeans. <laughs> Damn pair of yesterday's knickers. <laughs> Cassie just Cassie fell out. Turned around says, "Are they your pants? Are they yours?" <laughs> That's I was like, amazing. "They fucking are." <laughs> and I'm not even wearing a particularly long, uh, wide-legged uh, pants. They might have fallen so out the hole out of in my the knees. knees. Knee slash. Um, are you ready? Because we're going into the world of Winston Churchill. Oh yes, amazing. There. And we're heading into the time at which animals were blowing everyone's mind because the white people had arrived to Australia, Australia, and they'd said, "What the fuck is that?" And the Aboriginals individuals who lived there already were saying, "It's a kangaroo, and it's ours." <laughs> and the white people were like, "Well, you know what I'm going to do with that? I'm going to package up a few of them and send them back home." But one person was very interested in one particular type of animal. And it was Winston Churchill who wanted a platypus. Oh, yeah. Didn't know that. I would, though. Oh, you fucking definitely would. Incredible animal. So it was the early in early in 1943, Second World War, World War in a rage. And Hitler's army had just been defeated at Stalingrad. And the U-boats were still heading across the Atlantic. And Britain's resources, resources were really being stretched. And it was came as a great surprise to the Australian Prime Minister, John Curtin, when a little telegram arrived from Winston Churchill, requesting six platypuses be sent to Britain forthwith. Forthwith. Give me a platypus. I need a visual on a platypus just to remind myself. <laughs> platypus. Uh, just to give you a top line on it, they are fucking... Fan- unbelievable animals. Here's a few fa- platypus interesting points. He, Did you know? Mm. I've done a whole creep on platypuses. You might remember they're venomous, so they have no. Yes, they look so friendly. They have barbs on their also, back feet. It's an animal that looks like it's kind of got two back ends, 
and no front end. Know what I mean? Does the face look like an arse? Yeah, like look at it in it the water there. Does. It just looks mm. like it's got kind of an arse on this end and an arse on this end. Yeah, they're absolutely incredibly it's weird because the number one thing that's weird about a platypus is it's a mammal with nipples that makes milk that lays eggs. Ooh, go it! Absolutely insane. So though the venomous part comes with these hollow spurs on their back legs and uh, they secrete this venom out of the glands and it is lethal but there's no recorded deaths of them they are absolutely fascinating with their eggs they also have a beak which is mysterious they have it all they're like fucking um stefan from saturday night live yeah you know bill Hader. exactly no. Which? You know? <laughs> Never mind. So the, what was happening with the platypus at the time where people were kind of, the word about them was travelling back. And they're and like, we cannot tell drawings. which side of this animal is the front. We can make like, head nor tail of this creature. Like, it's so confusing. Here's a picture of one. And it's like, oh, you realise after a minute, oh, it's diving down. Yeah. But it actually looks like... Oh, you're right. Sense. The fucking arts of it up here looks like... It's it's like, but the problem is neither end looks like a head. Yeah. But they're both ends look like an <laughs> <laughs> So, it was this that tickled Winston Church- Churchill's fancy. Oh my god! He was gosh. like, I can't fucking believe these things exist. I'm Tickle going to Winston. need to get a look at this. And Churchill wanted the platypuses very badly. He had collected other exotic animals through his life. He had a black pair of black swans. He had a white kangaroo. He had a budgie by the name of Toby, who he took to with him to ministerial meetings. He also had a lion called Rota. Uh, no but way! I did not know that he was the he gen was of his time. He was like Jen, but better funded. <laughs> I think now what you could do with a platypus if you were Winston Churchill. Is they'd make great slippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're wouldn't right. that be a good slipper? A platypus. They're the original Uggs. The yeah, yeah. The so, original Uggs. Uh, so I need a white kangaroo visual now. There was only one man for this particular job to get these platypuses alive and back into Britain. And in marches the Australian biologist David Flea. So he it, said his name was David Flea. Well, I'm pronouncing it Flea. F L E A Y. I know, but that's just a great name for a biologist. certainly is. And for somebody who's on the run. He was like, I'm going to get these six platypuses to England, come hell or high water. Uh, The whole thing was very unrealistic because we were in the middle of an enormous war. Uh, But they did. They agreed to transport one live platypus, this healthy boy they called Winston. Oh, he's a healthy boy. And in May of that year... He was loaded on to the boat, this heavily armed MV Port Phil- Philip. He was housed below deck in a wooden platypusery built by Flea. And uh, there was enough earthworms, crayfish, mealworms and fresh water to have refueled oh. Winston on a complete round the world voyage, said Flea. A platypus's dream. So the ship headed out of Melbourne in September, crossed the Pacific, through the Panama Canal, Winston aboard, very lively and being well looked after. Uh, Press release was drafted announcing Winston's arrival in the UK, asking for loads of worms (laughs) to be packed in jars. 
Uh, but it was very sad. I knew it. Because he died. Four Shit. days from Shit. Liverpool. Shit. The ship's sonar detected a German submarine. The captain responded by detonating depth charges. Uh, so the boat and its crew survived. But there was only one casualty. Fucking Winston. Fucking Winston. Was it the shock? So here we have a quote. Tragically, the heavy concussion killed the platypus then and there. So this small animal flea wrote, uh, equipped with a nerve-packed, super-sensitive bill, able to detect even the delicate movements of a mosquito wriggler on the stream bottoms in the dark of night, simply could not cope with a man-made enormity. Such as a violent explosion. Oh. So it effectively vibrated <laughs> to death. It exploded. Um, very, very sad. Awful. But as Australia was being kind of colonised. And the British and Ch- Winston Churchill completely taken with this idea of exotic animals. And there was a mad call for more of them. Mm. Like Noah's Ark to be shipped back over to get a closer look at. So in the late 18th century... A fairly well-off family could acquire a parrot, a monkey, a flamingo or a zebra and could even, for the right price, get themselves a rhinoceros. (laughs) The zebra. That's what got me. Did you see that video of the person dressed up as the zebra being attacked by wild Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. It's just so funny. It was a very early sort of a, I don't know. What do you call that gotcha TV show with the... Do you remember Jeremy Beadles? Beadles about. Beadles about. Anyway, so this is... We're talking pre-zoo kind of uh, era. You had to have your own zoo at home. In my day, we had to keep the exotic animals in our gardens. Kind of. Or we wouldn't see them. They had effectively like a circuit. They they were called menageries. And they were kind of like... They'd roll into town, public entertainment... And at the peak of this particular trend, more than 500 animals circulated England in these purpose-built gigantic wagons. Mm. They would roll in with a lion on the back of a truck and everyone would go around and pay money at the local fair. So two black swans hit England uh, in in 1800. Uh, They were presented to the Queen. One immediately died on impact. (laughs) The other... Took flight across the Thames and was shot by some oh. some gamekeeper. Jesus, we can't have nice things. If you okay, like b- dream scenario. What yeah. if you could have an exotic pet? Which pet would you have? What would you like to Oxalotl, have? Oxalotl, I would definitely. Have. Oh, that's not that you could get that. I know. Can you? I, I just think it's cruel. They're so rare and they're only native to Mexico City. They're, they're like one of those weirdly very specific animals. But they are the gorgeousest little faces. They but are for, so cute. They really but you are. can't hold them and cuddle them. Chihuahuas are, I take a few of them. Very high energy animals. Also very cruel to keep them. Chihuahuas? The dogs? No, sorry. I'm thinking of chinchillas. <laughs> I'd take a few of them for the cuddle factor. So if you've ever felt chinchilla skin, you die a death of... Joy. Now, a living wombat. I want something cuddly. Would a you, well, you could take a wombat. A, like little a little baby panda. I was about to say, I'll have a panda. And I did make it to England in 1805, this wombat. And uh, they had a great time with that. But another one arrived to this anatomist. How do you say that word? Anatomist? Anatomist. That's it. This uh, famous anatomist called Everend Home. He pickled a wombat and a platypus in vinegar and popped them on a ship home. On delivery, they were delivered in a cask 
and it promptly burst all over the head of a woman who was carrying it <laughs> as it was unloaded. Oh shit. Disgusting. Oh shit. Kangaroos were all the fucking rage. And they were seen as, I guess they were sort of the peacock equivalent in a big home. Like if you had a very large estate home and you were tired of peacocks. You'd want an old kangaroo. just So you'd get a few kangaroos. Going around the place. And the British kind of noble British crew would have a fuckload of kangaroos. And at the time, because the British and the, hate, and the English really hated each other, Britain had kangaroos, but France didn't. Ah, <laughs> Fuck you, France. Now, there was... You fucking idiots! During the Napoleonic Wars, there was kind of a brief period of peace. And this guy, Joseph Banks, decided to create a bit of a friendship with the French and presented two kangaroos to the Menagerie de Jardin de la Plantes in Paris. And two years later, uh, after four years... Anyway, no. Look, all of these animals died immediately. Oh, like... Well, what would happen would be that all of the individuals around Paris become very, very excited with meeting and touching a kangaroo. Kangaroos, notoriously aggressive, would begin to fight back from the touching. Fuck and yeah. would have to be shot. As now, we've seen, a male kangaroo, incredibly ripped. Exactly. Yeah. So more and more boats packed with Australian animals became kind of arriving onto British shores. And this one boat arrived with 33 large cases full of specimens and 72 very, very sick live animals, including kangaroos, dingoes, long-necked tortoises, wombats, more black swans, and something called a lyre bird. You definitely have heard of this bird. I'm going to give you a little, give me a little uh, video sound of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just wait. He can imitate the calls of at least 20 different species. Wait. He also, in his attempt to outsing his rivals, incorporates other sounds that he hears in the forest. That was a camera shutter. And again. Ooh. Ooh. Imagine he just made the sign of two people dogging. Another yeah. camera with a motor drive. <gasps> oh, that's crazy. Ooh. That's amazing. That's amazing. nuts. Crazy. And now the sounds of foresters and their chainsaws working nearby. No. Yeah. That's the bird, lads. That is unreal. Isn't that absolutely that incredible? So they were all coming in on the ships, and uh, it was so the next. So they'd had enough of the kangaroos and the wombats and the birds. So they were like, "We need more, more, and exciting ones." And then they started to up the ante. And uh, they were going up all around the world now, collecting more and more exotic animals for the menageries. But they were talking just killing them en route. Most of them died. Were they just shit they had, at keeping them alive? They had no idea how to keep them alive. They mm. were so rudimentary. Like what they did was, 
So as they were opening the ante and the, and the animals got bigger and more and more mammals, so like lions and then we have ostriches, porcupines, then monkeys, hyenas and wildebeest ended up on, like on these ships and on these boats. And there was this one particular type of dwarf emu um, uh, from its type of from King Island type of emu species that was driven to extinction very shortly after. And one of the last surviving Australian dwarf emus died in France after having come across on one of the boats in 1922. Fucking white people. Oh, it's, it's just white people, really, isn't it? The, at the end of the day, it's always us. It was chaos. Oh, we'll have all the animals, please. We don't know how the fuck to look after them. Totally so. Yeah, so, well, isn't that what happened in, in Lombard Island? Lombard Island full of the wallabies. That's right. Yeah, they would have just landed in. And there was no thought to, like, there was, like, which, you know, they, I guess they wouldn't have had a kind of a major overarching understanding of ecology and like how da- damaging it could be to introduce Lampe. new species to you know the local wildlife the area they were coming into but because it was very fashionable and it was a sign of wealth yeah. they were all on board then there became this society the australian accl- acclimatization movement uh were like well we can make a business and they began kind of importing and exporting animals to and from Europe and they were letting them loose in Australia so there was ducks magpies dingoes all kind of released and vice versa so that's why we have kind of our wallabies on is it Lambay? Lambay Island yeah so it's I think we've done this before so yeah maybe a long long time ago but there were obviously very difficult conditions for the animals on the boats and there was no real understanding of what the animals needed a huge amount of them died en route Uh, cramped conditions storms that were lasting days which would have been just like batshit for the animals who particularly the land animals who were just like why are where are we and why are you taking us so there was this annual report that noted some of the challenges of transporting these wild animals and it's quoted here saying the unusual course with private individuals and even in their first instance with societies who have animals to send is to take them down to the ship at the last moment put them under the care of the steward the cook or the butcher without knowing anything about his disposition or character or the amount of other duties he may have to attend to everything goes well as long as the weather is okay but storm arises every man is called to his proper post and in the meantime dens and cages are washed by every sea and animals tumble over each other and are at their wits end and when the gale is over it is found that half of them are maimed or dead god so the solution kind of was to provide proper care and attendance for the animals on board and so um they started to kind of give individuals tasks for looking after various animals so they also noted in 1864 that echidnas required great care you might remember echidnas because they have the most incredible dicks in nature no Mm. they were they feature uh, in who dick dis certainly did star of the show uh so on long because they echidnas are i think similar to platypuses in their sort of they have to be fed on milky food and eggs and uh, so they were given sort of the great care animals were given their own kind of minders and songbirds apparently were sort of expendable they were just oh my god echidnas is like a little hedgehoggy type thing mm. but what tell us about their dick 
Oh yeah, I'll get this up now again. I don't know it off the top. Of, get, if you Google echidna penis, you'll have the most wonderful... Doing it! Wonderful, weird Labeled and one of the weirdest penises of the animal kingdom. Absolutely. The echidna penis is bright red and has four heads. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. Whoa, God, I mean, this is tough oh, even for me, Jesus still a woman who has Christ. sex with a penis. <laughs> full on, lads. So full on. It I really mean, looks like any something holes that's waving at you. It looks like a kind of fungal infection of a man penis. Yeah, I'm sure the first male echidna found, they were like, there's something wrong with this guy's dick. Yes. And as they find more and more of the same problem, they were like, oh, I see. Okay, are you Why? ready? Go on. Why? We're not really sure. This is um, a scientist who published an in-depth research paper on the echidna penis. We're not really sure why it looks so weird, but we do know that they only use their penis for mating, not urine. Mm. Because they don't need it for urine, they had the freedom to make it much more elaborate. (laughs) And this is something you see in other species that only use it for mating. So interesting. It became sort of a, like a tail, like a flamboyant tail. Peacock tail, yes. It's like, if this penis is only for sexing, we better make sure it's got all the bells and whistles. Gotta dress this dick up a little. Yes. So they, this is so, oh God, I can't stop looking at the echidna penis. Let me tell you about Uh. Dudley LeSouf. Dude. Not 1886, Dudley LeSouf bought zebras, reindeer and, and these wild Barbary sheeps in Paris for Melbourne Zoo. But the real prize at that time was an American bison. Have you oh seen the God. size of a fucking bison? Sadly, it died at sea. Um, despite Dudley's best efforts on the ship's doctor. So two years before that, Dudley spent a month in Singapore with a shopping list of animals, including a rhino, a tapir, and a tapir. So he bought two tapirs, sent them on to Melbourne while he waited for his rhino to come up for sale. A month later, finally got his hands on one, and the rhino made it as far as Sydney before falling ill and dying before it reached Melbourne. So when Dudley arrived home, he was like, oh, one of the tapirs is after dying in transit as well, and the other passed away four days after getting there. Jesus. The trip had cost, had taken three months. It had cost 400 pounds at the time. This was 1886 and it was a massive failure. But he did manage to bring back one black panther, a leopard, a tiger and a couple of orangutans and they were added to Melbourne Zoo collection. So it was like, like the very beginning of, I guess, trying to populate zoos way before any kind of like, yeah, let's help yeah. the animals. It was yeah. just a business venture for people. Yeah. But I guess as well, they were learning a lot about how to keep animals alive How not because it was to in keep their animals best alive. interest because they were valuable yeah and there was time and effort put behind it so eventually dudley got his tapir and brought it back to europe and uh the rhino though was fucking nigh on impossible but he did eventually get one again they just had no way of looking after them so it was just an absolute concophony of boats filled with dead animals. Absolutely. And also, for every been, one that arrived alive, it seemed like about 80 died. Exactly. It's fucking horrible. And it, it does explain things like magpies being here in Ireland. They're traditionally an Asian kind of bird. My my nemesis, the magpie. Mm. Uh, why and how they sort of had arrived, how they ever got here. Yeah. Was by way of this kind of pet trade or zoo profiteering or these menageries. Fascinating. You know, 
Yeah, that's <laughs> the end of my story. There. It's like you saw my face and yeah, my like, face no shocked Jen. you. Do you want to see a little picture of a little clumsy panda cub falling <laughs> on his face? Yeah. You do. <laughs> like all of our children trying to dismount a bouncing castle. It's so that's cute. exactly how it looks. Oh, it's so cute. Little panda cub falling on his face. There's this whole... Video of all these baby pandas lying on a little Aww. thing together. I don't know. I just twenty three giant panda cubs. Pandas are an animal that should have died a long time ago. Yeah, they're so stupid. They- if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do not so want to lovable. have sex and have no interest in being here appropriately. <laughs> really? But they will not let them go. They don't want to have sex. No, they won't, mate. Oh. They're just tired. They're tired, Cass. They are. Do you know a quick uh, word from our Canada creep? Yeah. Um, they just had a mayoral election there in Toronto. Oh, yeah. For a new mayor. That's what a mayoral. I got you. I was with you. I know. I didn't get me for a minute. Mayoral. Mayoral. And there is an unusual sounding thing. There was hundreds of candidates on the ballot, including including one dog. <laughs> like the Dustin. dog got six hundred so votes. Canadian, isn't it's it? So like they Canadian. Just can't say no. Equal yes. opportunity. Employers. Uh, it's uh, the the Toronto dog mayor would have been amazing, and sadly. And sadly, did not get voted in. No. Imagine losing to him. Molly the dog. Molly, yeah. Um, she, I, I think uh, her kind of campaign was a lot to do with uh, the environment. Good. Sorry, the actual person who won is called Olivia Chow. I thought that was the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. There was also a former ch- uh, police chief and a comedian. And the dog. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's uh, mad that, like, over 100 people could be running for mayor. And truly impressed that the dog got 600 votes. Must be a lucrative deal. Yeah. 
Now, I want to hear about the mummy. Yeah. Oh, but what about the glitches in the matrix? Oh, sorry. Right, let me give you a few well. and then we can go out with the mummy. These are recent glitches in the matrix. We love them and I'm just still convinced that we are living in a simulation. Except every time we try to go into a different one again, it end up in a worse one. <laughs> Um, here's one, the disappearing phone. I did have one to tell you about that I cannot remember now, but it was like oh, so fucking glitchy. That's a glitch it in itself. so weird. You had it and then it was taken from your yeah, mind. Yeah, it was like, it was like a, a reappearing, I couldn't find something and then I found two of the thing and I was like, I only own, oh, I can't remember what it was, but found two things where there should have only been one. Anyway, this one, the disappearing phone. One time I was standing at the top of the stairs talking to my mom down below. I dropped my phone and it was as it was going down the stairs, it completely disappeared. There what? are no cracks or spaces I could have slipped into. There's a flush wall all the way down on both sides. My mom and I were mind blown. We couldn't find the phone anywhere. Two days later, I was cleaning the upstairs hall and there my phone was underneath my sister's dollhouse. There's no way it could have happened. Absolutely impossible. My mom and I both saw the phone bounce down the stairs and poof, gone. Very odd. That is fucking crazy. Someone's living in the attic. Someone's living in the attic. There's a really good one here about a, um, oh, t-shirts from another dimension. So I was doing the laundry and moving clothes from the washing machine to the dryer. While I was moving things over, I picked up an Optimus Prime t-shirt and put it in the dryer. Then one of my kids needed me in the kitchen, so I walked away. I walked back to the washing machine. I picked up the next item, and it was again my Optimus Prime Prime t-shirt. I figured I just mistook the first shirt or something and threw threw the shirt in there. A few items later, again, one of my kids needed something, so I walk away, and when I get back again, I pull out the same Optimus Prime t-shirt from the washing machine no. and say out loud, what the hell, <laughs> this is weird, and I throw it in the dryer. Three my, now are in the dryer. Three. My <laughs> oldest daughter walked in and asked me what was going on, and I tell her, and she looks in the dryer, and she says there are three shirts in there. Holy. It's impossible, I only own one. So I go look in the dryer, and yes, indeed, there's three identical shirts. Weird. Wet. Wow. Now I would have said two might have been you took someone's t-shirt home by accident thinking it was yours. That's what I always but three is, is crazy. Unlikely. So my daughter gets all excited and calls my wife to take a look and confirm we're not crazy. My wife takes a look and also sees three identical t-shirts and she knows I only own one and she bought it for me. My wife says we should take a picture and as we walk out of the laundry room to get her phone, while she was getting her phone, there's a loud bang coming from the laundry room and all of us quickly go back in there. Nothing seemed out of place or fallen, but when we looked in the dryer, there's only one Optimus no. Prime t-shirt. No. What? We emptied the dryer, but in the end, there was only a single shirt. Still no idea what now, happened her daughter- there. All three of us three. saw the multiple shirts. All three of them saw yeah. the three shirts. Yeah. What was the bang? I wonder. Don't know. Moving Somebody back from into a parallel like a different dimension. Whoa. Going back in. Um, here's one duplicate dad. I had a lot of insane glitch in the matrix moments when I was younger. One morning when I was getting ready for school, I went to go downstairs to get breakfast and passed by my parents' bedroom. The door was slightly ajar and I peeked in to see my dad putting on his tie and getting ready for work. When I got downstairs to the kitchen, my dad was already down there making toast. I was so confused. Our house was too small for him to have passed me in the staircase. There was no way he could have got to the kitchen without me seeing him move downstairs. Very freaky, but need a cooperating witness. Mm. Okay, here's one with a cooperating witness. 
For about a week, whenever I would wake up, I'd look at the clock and see it was 2 a.m. and go back to sleep. Then one of these nights, I woke up as usual and noticed a green glow next to my ear. I turned my head to see what I can only describe as a giant like light plugged into my pillow. Instead of being disturbed by it, I thought to myself, Craig, my brother, would think this is really cool. And then I fell back to sleep. <laughs> the next day, I was at Craig's apartment and I remarked about how tired he looked. And he said, yeah, every night this week I've woken up at 2 a.m. And then last night, I swear to God, I heard you calling my name. So shocked, I told him what I had experienced. And we wondered if for some reason we were having a psychic connection. He got out a pack of index cards and we each took 10. One by one, we wrote numbers and we held them up to discover 9 out of 10 matched. The last one I left blank and he threw a zero. So both indicated nothing. <gasps> what? Yeah. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. That is... Ah. Oh, here, like, this is one of those duplicate ones. <laughs> do, do, do. Um, I was about 16 at the time. I just got a new TV to put in my room so that I could play Xbox on it. I came with a remote. I remember specifically because I was I had a tendency to lose things. So, three months later, I lost the remote. I sleep with it on my nightstand. I don't remember moving it or dropping it or anything. But one day I went to grab it and it wasn't on my nightstand. <laughs> Looked everywhere for I that love, thing. I sleep with my remote. Oh, right there. <laughs> it was driving me crazy until a few days later when I looked between my bed and the wall. I had already looked there, at least I thought I had, but there it was. I was absolutely elated when I pulled back the bed to grab it, two remotes fell. No. The exact same brand, same wear on the input and select button. The number two was rubbed off on both of them. And what really blew my mind is the batteries were the same mismatched Duracells oh, and whatever odd. brand it had come with. That's weird. Odd. Unless Identical. there was always two, and he unknowingly was just interchanging But the batteries, them. the batteries is very the batteries odd. is weird. Like because one is like a, a battery that it came with, and one is like you know when you replace one battery because you can only find one, and you get a little bit more power out of it. A little bit of juice. A little bit of juice. Um, very 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 weird. Um. I remember I was jumping on the bed as a toddler, like maybe five years old at the most. I did this crazy flip and was heading upside down head first into the corner of the dresser next to the bed. Next thing I know, I'm just sitting on the floor, not hurt and don't remember landing at all. Apparently, I told my mom someone caught me. So I can't tell if it was a ghost or a guardian angel or a blip in the universe. Always confused as to how that Ooh, happened. Uh, I think that was just a bit of a knock to the head now. Yeah, possibly, probably yeah, actually yeah. got uh, a knock to the head. concussion. Um, do you want another one? Yeah. So, uh, the expanding woods. I had been walking the same path in a wooded area for seven years and my cousins and their friends wanted to check the woods out at night. I was like, sure, whatever, I'll take them. So a group of six of us went to check it out. Everything was going fine up until a new path came into view. This wooded area isn't that big and I had never seen this path before. So we decided, fuck it, we're here to explore. So let's explore. As we explore. <laughs> Here's a new, fuck it. Fuck yeah, it, let's do go it. Down. Fuck it, let's fucking explore this woodland path. <laughs> As we explore, we noticed that there was a pretty good sized body of muddy water. It hadn't rained in a few months at this point and looked like it was a pond. We turned back and head to the connection point. We decided we were done and head back the exact same route we came, which I kept a note of. The problem is it was longer, like the woods were extending the paths intentionally. I went back the next day and the path was gone. It never extended that extra. And it... it it took us an extra hour to get back. Weird. All that kind of stuff is really fucking freaky. <laughs> Six of them as well. <coughs> very, very odd. Very yeah. frightening. And finally, 
two twins who share everything. I have an identical twin sister and we're very close. Most people can't tell us apart. We've always done everything together. (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) She's off. Are you alright? I just have a sore throat. (coughs) We both get sick at the same time. Oh no. I'm gone. (laughs) I'm gone. My throat's too sore. Take it away, Sophie White. Okay, okay. <laughs> Cass just, Cass just, just ended up. by the glitch in the Matrix. Someone doesn't want me telling these stories. I'm telling you. Oh, interesting. That's weird. And there's that one that you know you had, but is gone. <coughs> Very odd, lads. Okay. I am a fucking idiot who has lived in this town all my life. And has never, ever heard of St. Mickens. What? Who? I am a fucking idiot. You are going to know the second I say it because everyone knows about this. Except me. The mummies of St. Mickens Church. Dublin, Ireland. Never heard of Are some of the spookiest, most gorgeous looking babies ever. So, St. Mickens Church is over beside Smithfield. And underneath the church, there is a vault full of dozens of coffins. Get and out of here. some of them have human mummies just fucking reaching out to doff their caps to you if you go down there and have a look. And you can just go down and check them out. Because of a loophole in the rules of the church, you are indeed able to go down and look. Oh, lads. Have, now, get up School a few Google tour. images because... I'm here. They We're are gone. incredible looking. How old are these guys? And Eight, who are some they? of them 800 years old. There are lots that of... Is, I would have thought mummies would have been older. Older than that. Well, they're very youthful. These you know? look like they're just been... Oh, like the coffins have been opened and were just... And were they, were they mummified... Through well, there's a few theories about why they are preserved, and also a lot of them are preserved even though their coffins have disintegrated around them. That's right, you can see. Isn't that, that crazy? So I'll take you back. Oh, Let go- me take you the back. The mouths open is a look, isn't it? It's a look and a half. Put me in a bonnet, lads. So even aside from the mummies, Saint Mickens is very interesting church. So. Its foundation was built in 1095, so that's a while ago now. Little while. Little while, Mm -hmm. and it was for the Vikings who were still in Ireland after all of their mates had been killed or kicked out by Irish forces, um, led by Wolf the Quarrelsome. <laughs> he was quarrelsome, not murderous or anything, just quarrelsome. Charming. Um, and so the foundation had been laid uh, in the, geez, I was about to be like the 10 hundreds, but is that what you call it? Yeah, the like 10 hundreds, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And then the church was built in the 1680s, and a big pipe organ was installed in the 1700s. And the organ is notable because they say it is where Handel first played His the Messiah. Messiah. What wow. the hell? Yes. So, even while the church was evolving um, up above, the crypt was staying the same. And 
all of the bodies buried therein were slowly mummifying over the years. So the theories as to why they have mummified is one that is uh, is that the basement contains limestone. Hang on, let me flick oh, into yeah. my other um my other the search. explainer tab. Here we go. Yeah. So um right, limestone is in this vault. And it makes it particularly dry and therefore good for mummification. Another theory is that the church was built on former swampland mm-hmm. and that methane gas is acting as a kind of a preservative of the bodies. Mm. And then there's other theories around the materials that were used in building of the church, such as oak wood in the soil. Um basically whatever it is that is preserving the mummies is also disintegrating the coffins isn't that crazy so after a certain amount of time the wood has fallen away there's one guy and there. the mummies have just, just fallen out yeah. yeah and that's basically um where the loophole comes in about why we're able to see them uh, you can't there you can't go in and mess around with yes yeah. the church says don't you be cracking open coffins but if the mummies are simply Just opening there. themselves to us, well, we may. We may. Um, and so, like, down there, loads of the um, broken up caskets are just, like, strewn around the place. And, like, in some instances, you'll see, like, coffin slightly fully apart, yeah. maybe a bit of an arm or a leg is just sticking out. Exactly. And then there's the most visible mummies are called the big four. That's what and, I'm looking at here. Yeah. And they don't have lids on their coffins and they're lying in a row. And so on the right, if you're looking at a picture of yeah. it, is a woman oh. uh, simply called, and I think this is quite misogynistic that nobody even fucking bothered. Bitch. Woman, mummy. The unknown. <laughs> Give oh, her a Christ. cool ass name. Mm. Call her the whore of St. Mickens. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Anyway, the middle one is Captain Skeletor. <laughs> yes. Call her Kate Moss and be done with it. The middle one is known as the thief and what? is missing parts of the feet and hand. That's why they think he's a thief. Well, yeah, they think cut that, off his hand. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And they think that maybe there's a story around the thief is that after um, he'd lived his life of crime lost the hand had had then become a priest and that's why he was buried in the church ah uh, yeah or that he had some kind of redemption arc i see um and so they said all right you can come and be in the vault and the other theory is that none of that's true at all and <laughs> uh, whatever it is he's down there then there is beside the thief far left this is a fucking knock knock joke or whatever just ready on the beside the thief Second to the left is a small woman uh, known as the nun. <laughs> so we've got the thief, the nun and the whore walk into a Catholic vault. <laughs> vault, um, and, But then true star of the show is this sexy mummy on the far left called the Crusader. Now he's looking good. He's the best looking out of the three of them. Four of them. The, that guy's 800 years old. Jesus, wet. He's got skin and a nose. That's what a mummy this is. This the one we're looking at. No. Who's he now? I'm images. looking far left there in the sateen this line. This guy cop, here. Yeah. Cop. Oh, yeah. you've got a much better picture than I do. There is he, Cass. 
Yes, okay. Like going in. Oh, I feel a bit sick looking at him. What's he called again, Sophie? He looks like he's the absolute spit of Ralph Fiennes playing Voldemort. I agree. Uncanny. Oh. What's he called? He's the, the Crusader. The Crusader. Yeah. And so um, 800 years young he is. And um, so they think that he died in the Crusades or died after coming back from the Crusades. They think that this Crusades that they're talking about were the fourth Crusades, that that, that kind of tallies up with the date that they've dated this mummy from. So there's been loads of Crusades, you see. In history. Like, I think we should have a new Crusades, to be honest. No, there's now. a few stray skulls. There is. Yeah, I noticed those. Like fairy Lots lights. Of, they move these around because I'm looking at different pictures and in some of them... Someone's in their interior decorating. Yeah, they are. Lots. The feng shui. Somebody's the doing a flat lay. They are the fucking limbs. Because in this one, the, the two skulls are just up in this kind of still there coffin. Yeah. And then in another image, they've laid... It's like they've taken... The unknown is the unknown the furthest far away, left, far right. Far right. Oh, so the unknown is up there, mm. but in other images, she's further at the back, like perpendicular. Around with them, unless they're moving themselves. Well, there people are. Two people do be dicking around with them. Before we move on from the Crusader, what? very Sorry, tall can we just for the talk time. About an unfortunate pose for this, this priest. presumably priest to be in. <laughs> With, <laughs> oh, with straddling the straddling oh, the Jesus. head of one as of he as he directs the camera to the middle, like God, it's a bit on that a, was that's a real uncouth, someone did not think about that pose. Yeah, and he his expression on his face is a little bit like, oh, you've got me now here. Yeah, oh, it is. Oh, and there's oh. another picture here. God love them. Someone I know, like these. The Irish Times taking a photo of people down looking gleeful in a pair of culottes and a polo neck. The pedal pushers. The pedal pushers and the sandals and the the smile on her face as she looks over. Um, Okay, so yeah, the Crusader was six and a half feet tall. uh, Very tall for the time. Very tall. What? Very tall for these times, let alone them. Yeah. And the, his legs were broken and folded up under him to fit him into his little coffin. That's no, a hard mean. job, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he's the one who has little kind of, he's reaching um, out of the coffin slightly with his hand. And back in the day, I love the old, I mean, when I say back in the day, this is probably like back in the 80s when visitors went to the vaults, they were allowed to shake hands with them. <laughs> Jesus. Imagine the fucking tourist holiday snaps oh, that exist across the world of people shaking hands with the mummy in Ireland. Jesus. Fucking brilliant. I have never ever heard of this. I know. I can't believe it. I was only talking to somebody in Spain last week who was like, and sure what about St. Mickens? And I was like, hey, what, what about him? what about St. Mickens? And I'm now I'm going there. I'm going there immediately. But anyway, they also have Opens um, tomorrow at ten o'clock. I'm there. There they have coffins from the Shear brothers who were executed by the Brits. Brits um, We love you. Anybody here, we love you. Uh they were drawn and quartered. So that's so hung, drawn, and quartered. So the drawn is when you are 
um, slit from sternum to groin. Yeah, I think. So in in one so the victim and then was drawn tortured. by a horse to the gallows, oh. hanged, and then cut into four pieces and scattered. Oh Jesus, oh, that's, that's another that's, version. That's nasty. And the imagine victim was that hanged. is the days before the electric carving knife. That's the great difficulty there with that one. You'd be breaking a sweat. Massive. The, there's another version where victim was hanged, disemboweled while still alive, and that would be the drawn part, then beheaded and dismembered. Ah, yes. Okay. Both styles are considered hanged, drawn, and quartered. Okay. So they also have a few other kind of notable um, Irish down there in the vaults, uh, including Robert Emmett. Um, and so the vaults also claim, claim to fame is that they were visited by my fave and yours, Bram Stoker. Ah. And they well could be what we have to thank for the creation of Dracula because a young Bram Stoker went to visit St. Mickens and was like, I'll have a bit of this then, and potentially planted a morbid seed in the young author's mind. Fascinating. obviously... um, can't help but think how uh, with all these mummies bits and bobs just strewn about you would be tempted to take a souvenir yeah you would and yeah you would have. if a finger fell and off you're not gonna have. like you're not gonna be like here's the finger no in your no. Pocket. Mm-hmm. no what it's have they taken sophie desperate a no. nose well no there's no noses teeth um, a head Fingers. So there was two incidents of vandalism. And one was in the 90s and one was really recently. So bear with now for a second because I want to get the right thing. The one with the 90s. Oh, yeah. So about 30,000 visitors um, go a year. And as we know, they used to just shake the hand. Incredible. And um, they, well, for fuck's sake now, my uh, tabs are really letting me down today. In the 90s, there was, fuck you, each new tab less helpful than the last. (laughs) Just, Just bear with for one second. Here we go, here we go. So in 1996, there was intruders and that as you said that steel door Mm. is fucking a serious door but um these intruders removed some 40 mummies from their coffins and made piles of their bones which is some very intense vandalism and basically Priests remember at the time that the intruders, um, witches, pagans, yeah, Satanists. So basically, it was in July of 1996, and there was smoke seen billowing out of one of the vaults. <gasps> and, um, yeah, so they took 40 corpses from their sealed coffins. So that's the thing. You see, there's loads of sealed coffins that you don't see the occupants at all and they piled um the bones in three foot high heaps shit mate apparently they were searching for um valuables but 
they also the priest dragged taken those bits. Um, some of the bones up onto the ground, like up to ground level. And when they were caught, they seemed to be playing football with the heads. Um, Holy fuck. Yeah. To Jesus. hell with you. Definitely teenagers. I know. And so now, right, the next instant of, uh, of vandalism and theft took place in 2019. Okay? I can't even believe I didn't even hear this in 2019. What the fuck kind of creep am I? But basically, um, it... I'm sorry, I'm only finding the... Okay, yeah. So, somebody... Um, decapitated our friend the nun and stole this, the head of the crusader. Jesus wept. Yes. Um, so it's absolutely mad. The I have a, um, whatchamacallit, conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Um, so police believed that the break-in took place over a weekend. And they said that they were performing detailed forensic examinations. Um, some of the robbery was apparently captured on CCTV. Um, now, they had no idea um, what the motive would be because they don't think there's any market value value for like... Skeletal like remains. Like mummy heads. Yeah. Well, and Maybe I'm like, is, really? To be honest. Yeah. I kind of feel like there might be. But they also felt that the 800-year-old head could very possibly disintegrate very rapidly. In a backpack. Mm. Once, yeah, once it's it is. rattling on a bike, like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is reminding me Imagine of when the that person. would leave at the bottom of your bag. Do you remember the person stole the penguin from Dublin Zoo and brought it around the place in a taxi for a while? <laughs> it's exactly that kind of Dublin crime of like, oh, I've got this head now. Gas. Oh, shit, what'll I do? It's to the ga- pub with the head. It's gas for about five seconds. And then it's like, oh, so annoying. Oh, I've got I the head. <laughs> So anyway, police recovered the decapitated head, the the crusader's head. But there is maddeningly little information about, about the where they found any of it, which makes me think Inside that job. it's a bunch of trainee priests Messing. having a laugh. It's part of their oh, hazing. It's their something hazing. like that. Like I just it's, too I've, much Eucharist wine. Yeah, I exactly. swear, I have bloody like I have fucking scraped the whole internet looking for more information about that police investigation. I can't find anything. Get in touch if you know it's more. Crazy. I bet you one person will just simply Google one thing and be like, "What about this huge Irish Times article?" Ah, <laughs> uh, guys, come on, we're but tired. I, it's crazy, <laughs> but anyway, look. Go to St. Mickens. Definitely. I'm going this yeah, week. Yeah, we should go, go on mass. I'm going to bring my kids. Great idea. Yeah. No, yeah. is yeah, it not? No, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I might yeah. try and steal a finger. <laughs> Please. Bring it back yeah. in here. Imagine me a little creep relic. Oh, I'd love that. Butterfinger. <sighs> Butterfinger. Mm. Butterfingers. Anyway, thank you, Sophie. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Cassie. And thank, thank you, dear listeners. See you when we see you next. Don't we forget to check out the Patreon. We're hopping there as per usual. If you need more content, that's where we live. That's it. Patreon.com forward slash the creep dive. You can also buy merch. We are tales.icom e forward slash merch. merch. And we love you dearly. <laughs> We're good at the hard sell. I know. Thank you for telling all your friends about us. Thanks. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.